0: Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the laughter. (laughs) The heroes.
1: Pick up your phone and call the professionals. go, Ghostbusters.
0: And the honesty.
1: What's up, man? My nipples. It's freezing out there. (laughs) Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. When you say but You've said a lot of things Nobody else can say When you say but You've gone as far as you can go To get the very best
0: Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s It's your old pal Spearsy. And Brad in LA And today, we revisit More of our favorite TV commercial earworms Of the 80s A
1: crummy commercial? Mm-hmm son of a bitch stuck in the 80s is sponsored by the 80s cruise join steve and me in 2023 for a week-long trip back in time on board the royal caribbean navigator of the seas performers will include devo brett michaels kim Wilde, the church howard jones living color jody Watley, the smithereens with guest vocalist marshall crenshaw vixen cutting crew mid autograph and more First-time guests can get a $200 cabin credit just by using the promo code STUCK when booking. If you can spell it, you can have it. Just go to www.the80scruise.com for more information.
0: Oh, my friends. uh, It has been an interesting week here. Oh, boy. Stuck in the 80s land.
1: Let's just say Uh this is our take two of this podcast
0: could have almost been take three the way things were going actually this is the take three because we were supposed to do it last week and then at the last minute you you got too busy i
1: punked out on you i was just like i can't do it i was yeah my my exciting life i was in oregon with my family and i've been working all day and i'm like i told steve early in the week no problem i could do it one evening this week no problem the day got to the point where i'm like steve i gotta wave off i just i didn't have the mental fortitude to discuss this very important and compelling topic with you today, gentle <laughs> listeners.
0: Oh yeah. So that and would the have been following. Take one. Week, yeah. That so yeah, so the following week happens and Brad turns out you're you're here you were here in Orlando for a week.
1: Yeah, on like on Thursday my boss is like, "Hey, can you be in Orlando next week for a few days?" I'm like, well, do I want to go or can I go? Those are different questions. Uh, dot 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 Brad on a plane. You were here for four or five days. We hung out the very first day you got here on a, on a Monday. It was glorious. <laughs> Maybe a little too glorious. <laughs> Depends well, on your perspective.
0: Was, yeah, I mean, the problem was we wanted to record a podcast in person in the Spears Lair, and so we thought, this is a great idea. What we a
1: fine idea, and then <laughs> we opened up the bottles of the brown liquid that Steve keeps in his special cabinet in his house.
0: It's on a cart, actually. But, well, yeah.
1: you, know, I'm just,
0: you know what I mean. Much consumption was was done.
1: We and also had sushi, but <laughs> untrue to our uh, repo man roots, we did pay. Yeah, let's go get sushi and, and not pay. Yes, actually, Steve Quite paid.
0: <laughs> Thank you for dinner. That was lovely. <laughs> no, it was, it was fun. So we stuffed ourselves with with one hundred and fifty dollars worth of sushi. Came back, continued to uh, abuse the brown liquid. And then decided, oh, that's right, we're gonna record a podcast tonight. Let me get my microphone out. So we set up downstairs and we still have our drinks with us. I think you were you were you were pounding like these uh wasabi soy almonds. Oh too. gosh, they're
1: so good. And I'm like, Wow, I can feel my blood pressure like climbing. <laughs> More salt than I usually eat in a month.
0: Yeah. And we
1: recorded something.
0: And when I mean something, I really mean something else. Yeah,
1: it's like Imagine someone says, hey, can you cook me something for dinner? And you just go into your kitchen and start just randomly throwing shit into a pot, like maybe not even opening the cans. I mean, we didn't think about the fact that we're sitting right next to each other and our microphones are not that directional and we're going to bleed across each other. Oh, who cares? This is going to be amazing. Rolling. Rolling. One, two, three. Three. Oh,
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Use that as your outtake, sucker.
1: Well, <laughs> it, it was something.
0: Yeah, I, I sat down mm. to edit it a couple of days ago, and it just—I cringed, not only at the content but at the quality of the audio itself. So, hence, here we are.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, here's the problem with recording in that state of being: is you think everything you say is hilarious. And I know you know i I'm the first to admit I laugh at a lot of my own jokes, but that was just not necessarily a good space for the stories that were coming out we might we
0: might release it as a bonus track someday,
1: yeah if we can salvage it it's just it's a mess there's a lot of bleed over across cross track, and anyway, I know the technical side of it is fascinating to you all
0: but <laughs> but so so anyway, the whole point being that. When Brad and I get to a situation where we can't agree on a very normal topic to discuss, and trust me, we talked about this week some interesting show ideas. Like We were convinced at one point, again after a night of too much brown liquid, that what we really should do is a whole podcast about the movie 2010.
1: I'm not willing to completely back away from that.
0: We might still. (laughs) I know it's going to be a show that boils down to regular mustard or the dark kind.
1: And there'll be some controversial, you know, not very hot takes because, as we all know, it is very cold in space. Do you know the Klingon proverb that tells us revenge is a dish that is best served cold? It is very cold in space.
0: Yeah. So we also talked about doing a whole show on Iron Eagle because that's what we were watching that night while we were drinking the brown liquid. I think
1: we have to do that. That's a moral imperative. <clears throat> There's so much. It's, I think we will. it's a rich, rich vein of content and analysis for us to provide you yeah. at the low, low no, price of having to watch Iron Eagle, which you know, okay, <laughs> Luke Osset Jr. Come on,
0: it's on TCM, the TCM hub on HBO. If you have, the, if okay. you have the app, mm-hmm. that's where you can find it. And I just stumbled upon it one night, and I was like, well, you know, why not for a penny and for a dollar or whatever they say, but. All that doesn't matter because today we're going to do commercials. And this will be our third installment on commercial earworms of the 80s. And when we say earworms, what we mean is those tunes that kind of dig themselves into your brain and you can't get them out without humming the theme to the A-Team. So today we have four, right? Four...
1: Today we have three. So today, is it three? Isn't it? Oh no! Sorry. Oh, okay. So that's here we fair. go again. Shut up, Brad.
0: So today we have four commercials from the eighties. They didn't all start at the eighties, but they had a, a firm footprint in our beloved decade. Mm. So just like Bigfoot. <laughs> did Bigfoot scare the hell out of you in the eighties? It did. It did for me, especially the Six
1: Million Dollar Man that episode. That was where I was about to mention that episode. Scared the bejesus out. Of me. Of course, that was in the seventies. Because wasn't that wasn't that big when we were in elementary school? Uh, um, elementary
0: and middle school. I feel like yeah.
1: when I was in second or third grade, I'm like, I want to be the six million dollar man when I grow up. And someone's like, You want to be in a plane crash? I'm like, okay, fair, <laughs>
0: yeah, fair, fair enough.
1: <laughs> no, I just want to um, be able to run sixty miles an hour.
0: The three things that scared the hell out of me when I was a kid: Bigfoot, quicksand, and sleestack. From Land of the Lost.
1: Ooh, yeah. The stacks were super creepy, which now when you look at that show with a more modern eye, like, really? I was scared of Bill Lambier in a rubbery suit with big (laughs) glass ashtray eyes.
0: No, I I think it would still kind of creep me out. That and um, the Cylons from the original Battlestar Galactica. Mm. By your command. To to this day, I, I still don't like watching scary science fiction stuff, so... Don't, no horror movies of any kind. What this has to do with today's topic? Very little. Not so sure. just, this is where we
1: stretch the topic a little bit. Like, you know, like, you know, I don't know why you call it Hamburger Helper. It tastes fine by itself. you got to stretch it out.
0: Okay. Anyway, here's the first commercial. Earworm. When that sun breaks out, lift up your hand and shout, it's going to be a great
1: day. Kellogg's waits for you That spirit comes shining through Promising you a great day How could you think of starting this bright new model has been making great days for more people for more years with more cereals than anyone. Corn Flakes, Rice Krispies, Frosted Flakes,
0: Product 19. Trust your mornings to Kellogg's. not far away. Kellogg's will help. It's going to be a great day.
1: Oh my gosh,
0: I just hit that note really badly, didn't I? I can't
1: believe you picked the Spears, because this is a non-Spearsonian tune, if ever there was one. This song is so goddamn cheerful, you'll be hip hip (laughs) your way around the damn breakfast table for a month.
0: I'm a happier guy these days, in general. That's true, that's true. But I I don't, I don't, I. you'll never hear me, words that will never come out of my mouth are like, life is good, or it's going to be a great day. Well, not, or,
1: not without a healthy <laughs> dose of cynicism and sarcasm. No.
0: Yeah. Eh, I'm right Very there with you. loud <sighs> kicking of the eyeballs. Anyway, this is one of those weird times where you, know, you when you you have access to the internet, and, and most of the stories about commercials are available somewhere. Someone's written a story about them. For whatever reason, this commercial was, was clouded with mystery. Mm. And so I actually emailed Kellogg's and said, hey, we're doing a podcast about commercials from the 80s. Can you give me any backstory on it's going to be a great day? And, you know, to Kellogg's. I figured it's
1: Kellogg's. The people that make cornflakes.
0: Exactly. So I I figure there's a one in 200 chance I get a response from them.
1: Seems high, but yeah, I agree. But, you know, shoot (laughs) your shot, see what happens.
0: The same day, the same day, an email comes back.
1: And here's what we learned cease and desist.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. According to Kellogg's, Great Day was a song from a musical play of the same name that was a real stinker on Broadway.
1: Too damn cheerful.
0: (laughs) But it was purchased by MGM to be made into a movie because that's the way Hollywood works, folks.
1: Let's face it. Hollywood has been out of ideas for a long time.
0: Right. The movie was made but was never released.
1: (laughs) Way too cheerful.
0: The song never died. The play wasn't a success. The movie was never made, but the song somehow lives on. All the way to the 70s when Barbra Streisand performs it very, very slowly Mm. in the 1975 musical Funny Lady, which was a sequel to Funny Girl. Oh, okay. And this is how it sounds. It's not far away. Lift up your head.
1: There's going to be a great
0: day. Somewhere Hmm. is a gem of an idea. Kellogg seizes upon it. They get the rights to the song. They change the lyrics, fairly common practice at the time. And with the help of the Leo Burnett uh, ad agency, we get... It's going to be a great day.
1: Man, I'm telling you.
0: Time along with our cornflakes, which I don't know about you,
1: you. I know you love cereal. I, I eat so much cereal.
0: Cornflakes, though?
1: Um, so if we discuss this, I like a blend of cereals, and I'm not choosy <laughs> about national brands. I tend to buy the generic because I'm cheap. But my my current blend is a base of cornflakes, some Cheerios, and then some rice checks across the top. Wow. I like different grains. I like different textures. Uh, you know, I want stuff that stays crispy if it's right and high on top. I don't mind if the cornflakes get a little wet down below. Now you know way more about how I think about cereal than you needed to or care about.
0: I eat like
1: oat bran
0: flakes okay. with as little amount of sugar as I can. I I, I kind of keep my eye on that. Sure. Since any any given day I'm teetering on the verge of death.
1: So here's the thing I noticed from watching this commercial. Have you ever in your life kept your milk in a pitcher what does deal with these people with their milk in a pitcher? They pour their milk. Like Who does that? Just grab the damn jug out of the fridge. Come on.
0: By the way, you know it's not milk because if you film milk, it looks blue. Oh, yeah. So chances are that's watered-down
1: glue. You don't ever the see them eating blue. it. That's true. You just see them <laughs> pouring it. The other thing that I noticed in this commercial is there's a guy driving a convertible across the Golden Gate Bridge, and I'm pretty sure it's an MGA. It's a really short shot. It's hard to tell for sure, but I'm pretty sure it's an MGA.
0: That is so obscure.
1: It really isn't. They made a lot of those cars.
0: (laughs) It's obscure to the topic at
1: hand. Fair. I'm just here to provide conversational tangents. That's what I do in my professional and my personal life. We'll see if you can provide a tangent to this next commercial.
0: Oh my god, Diet Coke is the cause of and solution to all of my life's problems.
1: I can't believe we made it to episode 3 of this series before we talked about this. This jingle, you just read the words and you hear it in your head.
0: Yeah, just for the taste of it.
1: Diet I I'm, I'm going
0: to stop, stop singing. I was out, kind I of promise. enjoying that,
1: please. Can you continue?
0: I can't I can't sing. Okay. I, when I'm forced to sing like at, you know, like a, at a church function or something like that or
1: he breaks into Funky Cold Medina.
0: No, I... I I, I, I um, You just lip sync? Lip sync, yeah. So.
1: That, that's a funny story. Uh When I was in high school, I got pressed into service to play a very small part in a production of The Unsinkable Molly Brown. Oh, wow. And at the end of the thing, the whole cast is out there singing something. And, you know, so I'm out standing out there every person just moving my mouth because I'm like, I'm not singing this. I'm not doing it. And... Some of my friends in the audience actually called me out on it. they're like I could tell you weren't singing. I'm like, "Jeez, give me a break. I'm on stage for like 30 seconds."
0: That's I don't think I never you never told me you were in a high school musical.
1: Uh well, it was like a just a tiny little part. I was like some <laughs> was supposed to be some, you know, foreign pianist who had come to play a recital for at Molly Brown's <laughs> house. And honestly, you I, know why the you know why the choir director who was running it asked me to do it because he knew I could borrow my dad's tales. Oh, my God. So I had my own I had my own wardrobe. Interesting. The things you get to do when you grow up in tiny little towns in western Oklahoma. Some more fun than others.
0: One of my big regrets is I didn't get to try that in high school. I mean, just with my group of friends, none of them did it. So there was no peer pressure to, hey, you know, you should come on and do this small part.
1: Yeah. If I remember correctly, the choir director just directly asked me, hey, will you do this? I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah.
0: Whatever. I probably would have if somebody had asked. But when I look back...
1: On. I don't know you're missing much, the drama kids. Sorry, <laughs> drama kids. I'm sure there's some of you listening to this podcast. Drama kids are a special breed. Let's just leave it at that.
0: The, you know what always pissed me off? I was in a couple of public speaking classes with them because at, at some point in time I wanted to be a lawyer when I grew up. And so I took debate and public speaking in high school. Okay, sure. And the drama, the drama kids always did that ridiculous pause before they started, you know, like dip their head like for a moment of dramatic right silence. so they can come
1: back up in character yeah
0: that that drove me frickin' batty
1: so well it's just as well Ugh. it's all just as well Ooh. i think this ended the way it was supposed to but so, so tell me more about diet coke steve
0: <laughs> i feel good now i feel like the the rage the rage is starting to build
1: it's like a fire and you my father
0: there on the sad height curse Bless me now with
1: your fierce tears, I pray. Do not go gently to that good night. Rage. Rage against the dying of the light.
0: 1982, Diet Coke comes on the market. And Coke knows that they need to promote it big time. And so they come up with this slogan. God knows, I, I actually emailed Diet Coke as well, trying to get answers. Not a they did not email you
1: back that day? No. That's the last time I put Diet Coke on my Kellogg cereal.
0: <laughs> God. You don't drink soda, do you,
1: really? I truly try not to, yeah.
0: Okay. More on this in a minute. So what Diet Coke decided to do is come up with a, a
1: clever jingle, which
0: the Coca-Cola company is known for doing from time to time. Here and there.
1: They'd like to buy um, the world of Diet Coke the meter didn't work. so Yeah. And plus all the hippies were dead. So,
0: So what they did for this one is – they just stacked up all the celebrities they could find to appear in the commercials. It's kind of hard to show you that in an in a audio podcast, but even your beloved Devo shilled for yeah, Diet in a, Coke
1: in a Diet Coke commercial with Sergeant Slaughter. It's like the weirdest. I mean, they're not on stage together, or, or you know, it's. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll send the link you. around. But wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Devo in white energy domes, yeah, as opposed to the red. And then at the end, Sergeant Slaughter picks up a vending machine and shakes out a Diet Coke for some poor kid who just just wants to get his Diet Coke on. Yeah. Uh,
0: 1988, Whitney Houston even sang the jingle. I bet that was a pricey little endeavor. Yeah, It it all was a success. Diet Coke quickly became the nation's top-selling soda. It dethroned Tab. It became my beverage of choice in college because I basically said, I'm not going to give up soda but I am going to give up regular soda. And so the only soda I let myself drink was Diet Coke. And to this day, I still have it. I'm still trying to wean myself off of Diet Coke.
1: It's interesting that you say it dethroned Tab because that was another Coke product. Like yeah, they, they kicked themselves out of the top spot. I still like Tab. It's just really hard to find. Like, do they make it anymore? I don't know. It's. I mean, my most recent run in with Tab was my most recent run in with John Easdale, who. I would say I think I can use the word literally here in the literal sense. Literally was not seen on the eighties cruise without a twelver of tab underneath his arm.
0: Right. John Easdale, the lead singer of Drama Rama,
1: was our guest for trivia one day. And and what did he bring with him? Some
0: a twelve tab. pack of, of tab, yeah.
1: What a nice guy. I'm really excited to see them this summer at uh, Cruel World. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. Just super nice guy. I say that'll be fun. I mean, that'll be fun for you. Right. <laughs> I, well, I didn't ask you if you wanted tickets, because I know the answer to that.
0: No. It could no. be in Orlando, and I, I would not have gone. No. So.
1: I just want, uh, mainly, I want to go to see if Morrissey shows up. Yeah, it's fair. He's on the bill. Like, he's a headliner on the bill. And, uh, you know, he's, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, listeners. He's pretty infamous for either walking off in the middle of a set or just flat out canceling a, s- a set day before or an hour before. Yeah. So we'll right. see. He's you know it's a, it's a two dayer. It's a same lineup Saturday and Sunday. So we'll see if he makes it to Sunday because I have tickets for the second day.
0: Anyway, I had heard that he also doesn't perform if if any of the uh, vendor stands are selling meat.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to go. I mean, that's this is all part of the calculus of what I'm interested in looking for and trying to figure out. Maybe it's good yeah. that I'm going on Sunday because there'll be a precedent. We can have some better information on how that goes. Yeah.
0: It'll be fun. Yeah. Uh so Diet Coke. The wife was gone for a week and so I allowed myself to have like one or two Diet Cokes, mm, but that's it. A little treat. Trying to trying really hard, I just drink a lot more green tea instead. Yeah.
1: So. I just I drink a lot of water. I know It's fascinating. But I just <laughs> you know,
0: people are like, I paid for this. Yeah, really. No, uh, you didn't. Actually, and that's the point.
1: <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> Value. Price. <laughs> Value, price. Yeah. Anyway, the only time I drink soda really is on the cruise when I have uh, bourbon and ginger as my drink of choice because I need the sugar. Yeah, I don't
0: like ginger and bourbon for some reason. I, I don't. I never have, and I'm going to stick to that story.
1: That sounds In the Meantime,
0: good. here's our next commercial. In today's army, when artillery
1: goes to the field, so does high technology. Computers, laser-guided missile systems, and teamwork honed to a split-second response. And the Army gives you this kind of training with just a two-year enlistment. Because we need you
0: in the Army. This is another one. You can't say it without singing it. Be all, <laughs> all that you can be, be in the Army. This was the recruiting slogan of the
1: U.S. Army for over 20 years from Holy 1980 cow. to
0: 2001.
1: Wow. We do more so, before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. I used to be really
0: productive before 9 a.m., not so much anymore. Earl Carter, working for the NWA or Advertising Agency, is a senior copywriter, created this theme line in 1980. In 2003, he was rewarded with uh, the Army's Outstanding Civilian Service Award for his contribution.
1: Mm, nice. That's nice. Did you, do you have a lot of friends, or do you have any friends that went into the military out of high school or <sighs> like ROTC friends in college?
0: I had a lot of Navy ROTC friends in my fraternity, and they were always trying to con me into to joining ROTC. And I, I kept assuring them there, there was no room for a liberal journalist in the Navy.
1: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> they probably could have found something for you to do. What about you? No, you know, I I didn't have a lot of peers that went off into the into the service right out of high school. I did know a couple people, but in Oklahoma, when I was I want to say it was when I was a junior, they. Forced sounds like they marched us down the hall and stuck guns at our heads or something, but they, they forced us all to take the ASVAB, the Armed Services Vocational Battery Standardized Test. Really? Which is usually something people take when they're interested in joining the service to see where their aptitudes are. Look. This is not bragging. This is just a fact. I am really good at standardized tests. Like, my brain is wired to see, like, those two answers are bullshit. I only have to pick between those two. That one's plausible. Take it. Next. Like, I've just, it's something I'm good at. So I crushed the fing asfab. And <laughs> I'm getting calls from recruiters like once a week. I, finally, I had to, you know, it's not my nature to tell people to stop bugging me. It's just not the way I'm wired. But I had to, a couple of people I had was like, look, you need to stop calling me. I'm not interested. I'm not yeah. going into the army. I'm not going into the navy. You know, just just stop.
0: Yeah, I, I just no, I just never I never saw the potential to help my career, and so I didn't do it.
1: <sighs> yeah, I've met a lot of people in my career, like in the last 15 years. I've met a lot of people that went into uh, went into the service, and honestly, a couple of really straightened their lives out. It was really good for them. I also have one of my close friends from high school went to college got a biology degree and then he joined the air force and the air force put him through med school he did you know now in, in retrospect he did his full whatever it is 20 years in this in the service got yeah. out with his full pension and is a doctor and now is making you know stupid money and some private practice someplace and i hate that guy <laughs> so that's so smart it was so smart like i couldn't <laughs> see that path as a 18-year-old, I couldn't even envision it. But now I look back and I'm like, "You motherfucker!"
0: <laughs> Usually, you only start dropping the F bombs if you've been drinking. But you, I know you haven't been drinking yet today, right? No, I
1: haven't. Just two very strong cups of coffee and a lovely egg and cheese sandwich on Chiabata. <laughs> That'll do it. I just wanted to say ciabatta. <laughs> Sounds like a kind of a dog breed. Ooh, I did not eat a dog for breakfast.
0: We have one last commercial. I don't know if this one's going to get stuck in your head, it is stuck in mine. We dreams are made of this N E S T L E S.
1: Wow. Yeah, so when you see that written down, you hear the arrhythmics. But when you the commercial comes up, like oh right. And then it's stuck in there. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. yeah. Uh
0: Nestle's Alpine White Bar.
1: Did you were you a fan of the white chocolate? No. Ew. <laughs> it's like eating candles. Yeah. Why would you do that? If if you have access to perfectly good candy bars, why would you eat this? No. Well, that's
0: part of the. Well, why why did they make Crystal Pepsi?
1: Ah, Crystal Pepsi. Oh, actually, I tell you a story about Crystal Pepsi. I I know I've told the story about how Katie and I worked for a company that supported the launch campaign of Crystal Pepsi, and we had these portable movie theaters that had seats move with the picture. It's also exciting. And we showed a a special video version of uh, Peter Gabriel's Kiss That Frog. Katie got to go to the East Coast launch, which was like at the New Jersey State Fair, which sounds like it was as ridiculous as you would want the New Jersey State Fair to be. And I got stuck in a parking lot in Vancouver, Canada, with a bunch of executives from Pepsi Canada. And I think I've told this story on on the podcast before, but I had just finished drinking a soda and one of the VPs of whatever at Pepsi Canada said to me, oh, do you want something to drink? And I said the famous words, no, I just had a Coke. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, my. And as it came out of my mouth, I'm like, no, no. What I mean by that is I just had a soda because where I grew up, where we call everything, I'm like, I'm making it worse. Ah."
0: (laughs) So I crawled,
1: I opened up a manhole cover and crawled down in it, and I lived down there for three years. That happens. But Crystal Uh, Pepsi, the reason it didn't do well is because it still tasted like Pepsi. So if you like right. Pepsi, it wasn't enough Pepsi. And if you don't like Pepsi, it still tastes like Pepsi. So the same yeah. thing here. If you want a candy bar, eat one that tastes like a candy bar, not that tastes like a candle.
0: Right. Eurythmics might come to mind. The group that performs this is actually Faith No More.
1: That's so weird. I love it. And
0: and when it first launched, this commercial back in 86, the song you know obviously took off. People remember it. The band actually started playing it the following year in their set
1: lists. That's amazing. Playing it
0: live. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere around 1994, the candy bar went away. Thank God. Oh, my gosh. And uh, But we still are stuck with this crazy earworm.
1: You need to watch this commercial, folks, because it just has this vibe. It's a very stylistic look to start with. The candy bar in the commercial literally looks like it's carved out of a block of maybe Teflon. Oh. There's no way that's an actual candy bar. And there's this kind of weird Greek temple vibe going on, and I'm like, what are we selling here? I don't get it? Are we selling candy bars? are we selling white supremacy? What the heck is going on here? <laughs>
0: no, I just uh, I just nope, 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 on every level, no,
1: yeah, but catchy
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what else is really catchy? the, the suggies.
1: TV party tonight!
0: Hey, it's time for TV party tonight, where we play a snippet of a theme song from a TV show in the eighties. Even if it was only on the air, foreshadow, foreshadow <laughs> for about four episodes. Anyway, it's been a, it's we're, we're slowly catching up now with all the segues. I think after this one, we're we're kind of caught up.
1: More or less, yeah. More is less. Yeah. Less is more.
0: Right. But uh, assuming uh, our life normalizes soon, <laughs> hopefully, we
1: start doing I don't have much hope often. for that. But you never know. You never know. Yeah. Uh,
0: hopefully next week I'm interviewing Paul Young. So. Oh,
1: fantastic. I'm excited about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. Tentatively planning that. We're still waiting to hear if is going to talk to us.
1: Mm. Oh, they'll talk. Or,
0: or they'll talk to Brad, because I will not be on that call. Because I, I don't want to sound like the, the idiot who doesn't know anything about the band I'm talking to. Tell me to. about
1: the Red Hat.
0: <laughs> Hello? Are you still there?
1: <laughs> this call is over. Flip.
0: We used to have a joke um, in the early days of the podcast when we were about to do a celebrity interview. We would, while we were waiting for the phone to ring, my co-host and I would sit there and go through and think about what question could we ask that that would make them hang up right away.
1: We actually did that before we interviewed the VJs on the cruise. We kind of started that. Like, what could we ask them that would end it? And basically, I think if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, it was something along the lines of ask them about Martha. Yeah. <laughs> because somebody on the first night said something about get Martha on the ship and Alan Hunter just crucified this guy, just roasted him to a crisp. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I did get, uh, Alan to mock, stand up like he was going to leave when I made a crack about him wearing diapers, but you know, he opened <laughs> the door. I just walked through.
0: Yeah. It's a fun thing to do, but the trouble is you got to put it out of your mind as soon as the interview starts.
1: Yeah. Right. So it's not like <laughs> so. lurking in there to blurt it out. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. Anyway, last time we had this Segi, here was the mystery clip. That's aka Pablo. Hey, pa- Okay, begin the mocking. Where
1: do you come up with this stuff? I had to look I, this up on the internet, and I'm still I remember, am not sure that it's a real thing. It was a real thing. I feel I, like I you created remember. this Wikipedia article just to just to, to spoof me here. <laughs> no.
0: I remember because it was Paul Rodriguez, and for some reason I just, I really I liked him in the 80s. I, I mean, oh, funny guy! I, I, I'm the only one who quotes the Whoopi Boys. DC Cab. Even my love of the 80s has its limits in DC Cab. Uh, my really my sitting.
1: Oh, it's, man. It's really
0: hard to watch that one.
1: He's in Quicksilver, too. I didn't know that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he, he has a pretty decent acting career. Go there, through there and look at the credits. Anyway, you're right. A.K.A. Pablo is only on for, what, six episodes, maybe?
1: That's that's what it looks like from if the internet is to be believed. Although, again, I think you might have like created this Wikipedia article just for this <laughs> I episode. swear to God,
0: I don't have the energy or, or the time it to do that. It seems like a
1: long con. I will say that. <laughs>
0: yeah. It seems that's something you would do more than me. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's true. Ed from Springfield. Oh, brilliant.
1: One of my <laughs> finest
0: moments. Anyway, uh, we had some winners, and by some, I mean two.
1: Yeah. Ooh, I don't know if I can get through all this. Okay. Are you Large ready? breath. Yeah. Deep breath. <sighs> winners this week include Brian Pond in San Francisco. Also, Joseph Perdue. Yep. That's it. There you go. So what are we going to do? Nice job. Rochambeau. Nice job. And the fact that anybody's even heard of this show, let alone can identify the theme, you know, hat tip to you both. <laughs> and the rest of <laughs> you, don't feel bad. I couldn't even spell Pablo before this show started. No.
0: That's true. Uh, okay. So do we need to spin the wheel or do you just want to play rock, paper, scissors uh, to see who these, gets the... Uh...
1: Both of these guys have won postal-friendly bottle openers. Oh. Okay, from my records. Well uh, what are we going to do? Um, uh, got some, like, maybe see if they want those trucker hats from the cruise, or?
0: Yeah, we got a couple of trucker hats from the, from the 80s cruise, um.
1: I'm laughing because I, I gave mine to a bartender on the boat. Yeah.
0: Mine are sitting on top of a bookshelf somewhere. He's like,
1: oh, do you know where I can get one of those? I'm like, sit tight.
0: <laughs> there was some good swag. There was a, there was a lunchbox, an 80s yeah, cruise themed lunchbox. I, like which that. I And... Uh, What was it A cocktail shaker, right? Well,
1: yeah. It's kind of like, I think technically it's a water bottle with like a tea strainer thing on the top, but I'm using it as a cocktail shaker.
0: And then I think, wasn't there a gym bag?
1: There was like a duffel bag, yep. Yeah. And then t-shirts with our names on them. Oh, that's right. Check that shit out. We made the t-shirt this year, kids. (laughs) We're all very excited about that here at SIT80s headquarters.
0: (laughs) I, I showed it to my mom. She came the day that we got back from, from the cruise. That's
1: nice, Stephen.
0: That's what she said. That's nice. I'm like, Your son's name is on a, a t shirt that
1: people are wearing by choice, not because the parole yeah. officer told them to.
0: Granted, I mean, you need magnifying glass to see our names. Yeah, we're
1: down at the bottom. You know, it's okay. Yeah. If but you, you if have you're, if you're... heard of us, <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst podcaster I've ever heard of.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. Pay attention. Here's this week's Mystery TV theme song. If you know it, email us at podcast 80scom Ooh, that was a little crack. Ooh. <sighs> so <sighs>
1: close. So close. You almost I'm giving that one a 9.7. Come, calm,
0: come. Calm. Nope. Calm. I can't That's better. See? That's why you were on the stage and I was not. I'm just a, and, oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And tune in a few weeks to find out if you're a winner. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Don't pout. Check it out. Zach's going to show you what work's about.
1: It's the block. It's the block. I am the future block. Without a job. Without a job. I am the future block. What
0: can I do? No need to panic. No need to get scared. You can make the future by being prepared. What do I like to do? What jobs are suited to me?
1: I like to skate. I like to go bowling. But my favorite hobby is cutting and sewing. You can get going,
0: plan a business sewing. It's your job, it's your job, your future job. There are many jobs you can train for. Seamstress tailor, costume designer, alterations, pattern maker. I am the blob, the future blob. It's no blob when you plan for a job. Don't be afraid Make a career and get paid Do your job, do your job Plan for a future job
1: And you won't fear The of no Future job.
0: And we're back, we have a few minutes left Let's uh, play a little round of What's Your 80s Obsession? <laughs> Brad, what's your 80s Obsession?
1: Okay, so bear with me I had this idea, I'm going to be necessarily vague because you'll see it if I pull it off. But I had this idea of a project I wanted to do, but I needed I need a boombox for it. And so I started looking for vintage 1980s boomboxes online, and that quickly devolved into a research project in which I try I'm still in the middle of this. I'm trying to figure out a the model number of my boombox that I had in the early 80s, and B, if I can find the model number, can I find one of these boomboxes for my project? Wow. So I'm, I'm, oh my gosh, I'm deep in the, like, was it automatic music search or automatic music sensor? And, you know, pouring through Sony catalogs to try and figure out what model number this thing was. Yours was a Sony too? Yeah, it was a Sony.
0: Mine was a Sony.
1: So, yeah, it accompanied me. Wow, almost everywhere. Like if we were on a the you know, if the band bust for a football game, I had my boom box and I was making everyone listen to Devo and Adam Ant and they didn't like wow. it, they could suck it.
0: <laughs> when you lose the support of the the band, that's that really doesn't <laughs> say much.
1: Well, I mean I'm the I was the drum major, so I had a little pull.
0: Yeah, you will pretend to like this.
1: Yeah, you, you don't you don't have to like it, but if you don't like it, you should not tell me about that. Yeah, exactly. What's your obsession, Stephen Q Spears?
0: There's a movie about AHA that just came out called AHA the Movie. It's a documentary. Where do they come up with these names? (laughs) Sometimes it's just important for SEO to just call things what they are. (laughs) It was released to theaters this past Friday, depending on when you're listening to the show, April 8th, 2022, depending on if you're listening
1: to a really old episode of the show. You just never know, do you?
0: Some people do. I mean, some people start from the beginning and, you know, they. I don't know what to say to them other than you know godspeed it coincides with the band's concerts in la and new york city i
1: yeah, i, I didn't know I've... they were playing in la katie sent me a like one of her friends had gone it's just like why are we not at this show i'm like i didn't even know they were playing here they're, they're playing in new york this week i think
0: yeah i've seen some of the videos some people posted them online it looks like they they did a great job it looks like enthusiastic response I was hoping that they'd be on the cruise one year, which I know is probably wishful thinking. But
1: Yeah, you never know. So
0: I keep holding out hope for that because I just don't know that I want to buy a plane ticket. But I will watch Aha! The Movie. We'll post the trailer for it online so you can check it out. In the meantime, well, let's see. So we have Paul Young hopefully coming up. I know I'm just jinxing things by even saying that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He'll do it. He's a good guy.
0: Yeah, he is. And we'll talk about his other project Los Pacaminos. And we'll talk about some of the European festival dates that he's I, th- I think he might be headlining them. Hey, here's is an idea. Cool.
1: Here, just spitball on here. So okay. what if what if Stephen Brad start a travel agency spin-off in which we do tours to Europe to go to festival shows.
0: As long as I don't have to actually go, right? <laughs>
1: Oh well, if you don't want to go, then uh, that's kind of a non starter uh, oh I
0: guess I guess I could if that were my job
1: <laughs> we'd pay you here at the stuck in the eighties travel agency,
0: okay, well, if it was my I, job, well, I think I it would guess. Be, that
1: would be that would be kind of fun go like go hang out with some European people who've never heard of us and don't know that we're idiots,
0: <laughs> yeah, I think they'll know
1: <laughs> yeah, Cliff will tell them
0: <laughs> yeah, hey, that's all we have for this week uh, as always um just a reminder that the show is also supported by patreon. So it goes by listener support. We had a really wild uh, Zoom happy hour last night.
1: <laughs> Indeed we did. Indeed we and did. what was
0: really cool was right in the middle of it, all the San Francisco Bay Area 80s cruisers crashed the the Zoom happy hour. They had a big event where they were having dinner together, right?
1: Yeah. I'm not sure if they were specifically celebrating Gin and Tonic Day or if it just happened that way. But, yeah, they were all out on someone's patio, as you do in California. Why would you sit inside if you don't have to? <laughs> clearly in their cups because they were happy to see us which tells you something
0: yeah no no that was really cool so as always if you want to help us out patreon.com slash stuck in the 80s podcast in the meantime Brad and I along with these ridiculous earworms will be right here hopelessly stuck in the 80s
1: in the 80s is now on patreon if you'd like to support the show go to patreon.com slash stuck in the 80s podcast special thanks to check battery daily for our theme music and thanks for listening
0: in the meantime we apologize uh for interrupting your your night with this drunken escapade but we had fun i hope you did too um but in the meantime we'll remain here hopelessly stuck in the bourbon (laughs) Perfect.